Welcome to Hello Uglies, the Dragula recap show for Season 3, Episode 4, titled The Demon's Blood. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one lactose-intolerant queen with a penchant for dairy. From the Bloody Podcast Network, please say, Hello, Uglies! To Lorian K. Roggenkamp. I feel I should lower the music here for that one. <laughs> From now on, I'll be prepared. Uh, hello, Lori. How are you? <laughs> we should use that for one of the opening sketches, by the way. <laughs> Just, what's that in the mist? <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, how are you doing? By, by the way, I want everyone to know, you know, we, we're a real company here at Afterthought Media LLC, oh and people need to sign contracts and whatnot, and so I sent Lori a contract for something to look over and a peruse, and I said, yeah. and, and, but, but Lori, there's even a part about this that you don't even know, okay? So okay. I sent it over to Lori, and I say, listen, um, take a look at this contract, tell, make sure it looks good, make sure everything's, you know, uh, on the up and up, Right. And she uh-huh. goes, okay. And I go, just, just I go, any mistakes? Let me know, and, and I'll fix them, right? And she saw a couple, like about the pay was messed up, right? And because uh, I just fill in blanks, by the way. And uh, but then the big thing, she was like, uh, problem number one, my legal name is not Lori Roggenkamp, it's Lorian K Roggenkamp. <laughs> and I go, is that really that big of a deal? And she goes. Uh, it is a legal document, which, by the way, I think I signed my name Joe Batanz, not Joseph A. Batanz. Yeah, but when I do legal documents, I like to have my legal name because I have I've had problems in the past. Where it's like, well, that's not what it says on your driver's license. So <laughs> I don't know what you need me to do. It's like, okay, great, so, thank you. So anyway, so when you go to the doctor's office, do they go Lorian? Uh, yeah. Oh. They say Lorian, and then uh, I I have I've had uh, I have to take the C set for for school, mm-hmm. and I've had twice now because I've taken two tests. I've had issues where they've had to like call a manager to be like because I filled out my profile Lori, and then I've tried to change it like twenty times, yeah. and they can't somehow figure out how to change it. <laughs> yeah. So every time they're like, it's uh it's Lori, but her driver's license Lorian, so i don't know i don't know what we're gonna do it's like yeah I, i'm i'm taking over someone's identity so i could pass a test so i could teach special ed kids mm-hmm. i'm such a rebel well look here's the deal it, so it's a, it's a standard issue contract that i have and i just i literally just change names and numbers and do all that so Lori looked at this contract so carefully she saw the money part and her name she missed that the name of the show she would be on was entirely wrong. According to the contract, you were doing RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 1, which... Oh! <laughs> yeah, I was like, she missed that. She missed the show she's on, you know? Well, but... I only care about the logistics <laughs> if it came to bite me in the ass. I yeah. didn't care about... I was like, whatever show you need me to do, yeah, Poppy uh-huh. Chulo, I will do... <laughs> I'll just, you know, raise my legs, look at the ceiling, and think of handbags. <laughs> I've never even seen you with a handbag. <laughs> the only thing I've ever seen Lori carrying is like a giant gallon jug of water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. but Lori, here's the deal. You know, usually this little. This, but but is there any, do you have any stories to bring up? Because I have other stuff to bring up. But 
Uh, I have the moment where you <laughs> where you just gave up on my personality last night when we were talking, and you were just like, "I've had enough. I can't. What? I can't do any more of you tonight." What are you talking where about? I told you that I watched Dragula on the drive over to. Oh, oh, and thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing, thank you, Lori, for bringing this up. <laughs> I just, so, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just, you say going, no more. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Say no more. Everyone will agree with me, right? <laughs> So I was like, oh, so because uh, okay, first of all, so Lord, everyone should know. And if you don't know this in the future, you'll know this or whatever. The Boulay brothers and, and their whole production company are having a lot of problems with Amazon uh, delivering their episodes both on time and correctly. Um, I read somewhere, and I do agree with this, that I think it's the, the production company's fault. They're not filling out the paperwork correctly. But uh, anyway, who knows his problems, right? And so yesterday, episode four was both late, and then when it arrived, even to the surprise of the Boulay brothers, Lori, they mentioned this on social media, it, they, Amazon also dropped episode five at the same time. They weren't expecting ah. it. Yeah. So... We had episode four and five, which Lori and I are going to ep- record episode five at another date soon, okay? And um, so I told, I was talking to Lori about it, and Lori's like, uh, I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to do, let's do episode four first, and then we'll watch episode, I'll watch episode five. And she goes, oh, I already watched episode five. I go, wait, what? You did? And she goes, yeah, uh-huh. Well, not really. Because I go, I go, how was the opening sketch? And she goes, I don't know. I just, I just, uh, Forward it over to the end just to see who went home. Yeah, like, I like to know. I don't like to know. I want to know when I'm watching it because I, I don't know. I just enjoy knowing at the end. Okay, part one. Part two is how did how did this even come up organically, Lori? But Lori makes it a startling reserva- re- revelation to me. She reveals whilst we're on the phone. That she had a long drive to L.A. yesterday. She watched the entirety of episode four in the car while driving to L.A. And you're thinking, oh, she didn't Uber? And I go, no. She was driving her car and uh-huh. watching Dragula season three, episode four, while she was driving. And then that's when I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I can't with this. I don't know what's, go- I don't know what's going on. Today. <laughs> I'm done for today. <laughs> I can't handle any more of this. This is so weird. So, like, you're well, so you're driving and you're watching the show. Yeah, I watch the show. Uh, you know, because it's like I I just like uh, it, it. There's nothing like surprising. It's not like I have to like do any turns or anything mm-hmm. when I drive to LA. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much a straight line until I get off the freeway. So. Yeah, that I seems just awfully dangerous, Lori. What? That seems incredibly dangerous. Well, danger is my middle name. <laughs> no, it starts with a K. <laughs> the K is silent. Oh, <laughs> it's K D A N G. Yeah, that was a big startling, startling revelation that Lorian made yesterday to me on the phone. Now, uh, there's been a lot of news in the world of Dracula. I just revealed one of them that they've been having trouble getting the episodes both on time and correctly. Uh, in order, but two uh, is I don't know if you know this, Lori. I oh, know I did tell you. I told you yesterday. The Dragula tour has been canceled. I know. I was sad about that. Yeah, the Dragula tour has been canceled. So I still think we should do a meet and greet. Maybe not that day, but maybe around that day we should still do a meet and greet. Don't you think? I would love to. Yeah. Yeah, we should still do a meet and greet. And uh, and everyone can come meet us. We'll pretend like the maybe we can get one of the drag queens from Dracula show. I just won't let them listen to the episode. 
we'll do our own personal meet and greet. Uh, you know what we'll do? We'll tell, we'll we'll share the other the other uh, Hello Uglies. Oh, that's a good <laughs> idea. We'll say that's us. That's us. That's Which, us. Yeah, because you know everyone should know there's another show called Hello Uglies out there, and we'll just say we're them because they, they, according to them, you know, they're not hateful, mean people like us. Yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, so that's canceled. So that's it. And, you know, I, we, there, there were little warning signs because, you know, I was going to buy tickets for me and Lori and my cousins. We have another show called The Pit Crew, where two straight guys uh, treat uh, Dragula like a sporting uh, competition thing. And they score it and, and all that. And uh, the four of us were going to go. And so I went to go buy the tickets. And I just noticed that the tickets were on the not super expensive at pricier side and that like literally lori the whole th- the whole place was empty like no tickets bought sucks. and i was like mm, i think these prices are going to come down i didn't know they were going to cancel the whole tour but um, all these prices will come down because also i still hold out hope because because the boulet brothers are la based I wouldn't be surprised if they do some sort of event in Los Angeles. Does that make sense? I would love to. I would love to go to see them. I mean, I've I keep meaning to, but then I just you know I'm lazy and I don't like to leave the house. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I I can only imagine that. I feel like it's one of those things where when you see it live, it's like a whole different animal. Yeah. So now, uh, uh, so here's this all everything we've just talked about leads to a very important. Um, uh, place right now, Lori, which is somebody finally used the voicemail feature at helloUglies.com to leave us a voicemail. Ooh. Yep. Somebody finally went to helloUglies.com. By the way, because, and, and this will come up and we'll, we'll, we'll respond to her in the voicemail. If you want to get in touch with me or Lori or leave us a voicemail or send us a message, you can do all that at helloUglies.com. There is no official social media for our version of Hello Uglies because mostly, like, what would it be? We don't take any pictures, you know? Like I already have, you know. Every, if you don't, if you don't listen to my other, uh, my other million other shows, uh, my uh, marquee show is RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, and that already has its own established Instagram account. Why would I need another one? You know. And so, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. You can get, you can either get a hold of us on the Drag Race Recap Instagram page if you want to do Instagram. You can follow us, and I think this is all in the in the closing credits. You know, Lori is at uh, Pickle Myth at uh, on Instagram. I'm at just my name at Joe Batanz. You can. There's a million ways to get a hold of us uh, on social media. I don't need another piece of social media. But if you want to leave us a voicemail or send us an email, you can do that at HelloUglies.com. It's very very simple. And somebody actually did it, Lori. I'm going to play that message right now. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Hello, Uglies. I just wanted to say how much I love listening to your podcast. It gets me through my work day. Um, I was super bummed about the tour being canceled because I wanted to meet you guys at the House of Blues in Anaheim on October 22nd. Also super embarrassing, but I thought I had followed you on Twitter and I had sent a message asking about how to join your chat room. Oh, yeah. Get this. Listen to this. Need to be told that that was for the other Hello Uglies podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Here's the best thing. Here's the best thing. We have never 
ever, 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 and I'm being honest, I'm being 100% honest, I have never received an email, uh, a message anywhere on HelloUglies.com, anywhere saying like, oh, uh, um, Helena, Helena Handbag, I have a question, nothing, no one has ever confused out, like, in other words, no one's ever sent me a message thinking they're the other Hello Uglies. So, uh, so that's very funny that this other Hello Uglies now has to deal with our fans calling them. All right. Here, or messaging them. All right. Here we go. I had no idea there were two. I know I feel like an idiot. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for all you do. Keep up the good work. Love ya. All right. So what did you think of that, Lori? Uh, of that who, be- did, do we know who that was? You know, they sent it to me and... Uh, I don't. I have to go back and look. Let me let me go look while you while you res- why don't you respond while I look? Okay, uh, that's very sweet. I'm sorry you are not an idiot. I'm sorry that uh, there is a mix up. There are two hello uglies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I uh, I really appreciate it. That's very kind of you, and uh, I hope you figured out how to join the chat room because uh, there's some pretty fun people on mm-hmm. there, and then also there's Luke Stamen. Ha <laughs> ha! Suck it, Luke. Uh, <laughs> her name is Jessica, by the way. Jessica. Okay, thank you so much, Jessica. Yeah, I hope that uh, I hope that um, she likes it. And uh, you know what? I honestly think this so far is our best season. And I think you're right. I think it's because the show is really good now too. Mm-hmm. Well, good to a point. Yeah. I feel like there's still some things you could you could do yeah. and be like, you know, okay. But I feel like. I really enjoyed this episode. So yeah, I think that there's a lot and I appreciate it. And I also totally understand that by the show, you mean me Mm -hmm. Um, because let's be honest, Joe does nothing. That's true. Um, Well, thank Jessica. Thank you so much for that message. And again, if you want to send Lori and me a message, you can go to helloUglies.com and either leave a voicemail message or send up an email, just like Jessica did, and we'll probably yeah. play it on the show. Unless it's mean. I will be honest. I, I was worried that it was going to be like super mean. Or if like, you want to ask us a question. Oh, yeah. Could, ask you us could a do question. like a burning question uh-huh. you've always wanted to know. We could answer that. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like Hello Uglies related. So. Yeah, and even if it deals with the other Hello Uglies podcast, we will try and answer it the best we can. Yes. All right. This week, the Boulay brothers kill some teenagers. Hollow Eve doesn't want anyone to call someone baby. The contestants participate in a Dungeons and Drag Queens themed challenge. Dahlia finds a key that saves her life, and Madeline manipulates Dahlia one more time. Later, Eva Destruction is named the winner of the challenge, while Dahlia Black uses her key of life and death to save herself from certain placement in the extermination challenge. As a result, Madeline Hatter is placed in the bottom two, along with Maxi Glamour, and they are both tasked with performing in a humiliating extermination challenge if they want to stay in the competition. Madeline has a tantrum and fights with the production team, but she finally gives in and agrees to film one last scene. Madeline takes part and appears to give up so na- so naturally, Maxi Glamour is killed by the Boulay brothers. Lori, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. I don't want my real legal name used. Please do it over. Wait, what? I don't want my r- real name used. <laughs> Wait. Lori Rockycap is your real name. Yeah, but I don't want to be used. That's what I'm saying. 
Lori, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, up, 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 stop, stop. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, people might think I'm Filipino if you keep me as Joseph. I've only met Filipino I'm just, Joseph. I was just never... wanting you to do that so I could call you Joseph. All right. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I would say I liked the challenge. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. I like. I also liked how we were seeing a little bit more. I feel like this episode we saw a little bit more of Landon Sider's attitude. Mm-hmm. I liked how Landon Sider seeing. I think it's because Landon's like now knows that he is in the top, you know, um, echelon, I guess, and so mm-hmm. feels more comfortable like kind of stating opinions. But I, I liked it. I liked that we got to see kind of like eye rolls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked the the challenge. What I didn't like, I didn't like the elimination. I didn't like any part of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like um, the meltdown I thought was weird. Mm-hmm. The uh, And just completely like d- didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, I, I, I almost feel like it was a meltdown meant for something else and they just Oh no! I think like, that I think it one hundred percent had to do with that. I think it made total sense. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, yeah, I yeah. didn't get it at all. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Um, no. We'll, we'll, we'll obviously go in depth when we actually yeah. um, review the episode. Well, that moment of this episode. But yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And uh, I also mm-hmm. felt like she should have gone home. Oh, and, that's... and also, mm-hmm. uh, uh, just a, as a, a caveat for all of it. Obviously, I didn't like the fact that they were throwing discarded food and then picking it up and eating it. That was the grossest thing. Well, I love you. Okay, it's so funny that you say that. Well, well, well let's talk about that soon when we get there. If I don't, if you don't remind, bring that up again when we get there. Look, I could see myself forgetting. All right. Okay. So, uh, two things that I liked were um, I love, you know, Bravo to uh, Dragula and the Boulet brothers for the, I wouldn't say courage. But the um, the making the choice to show us that behind the scenes tantrum, those kinds of things you hear about yeah. happening on RuPaul's Drag Race, and they never show that shit. They never show. They never RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, a much to its you know very polished veneer, never really or very 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 rarely ever shows you what happens behind the scenes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. bravo to the Boulet Brothers and Dracula for showing us that moment. I think it was really, really cool to see and really, really eye-opening and, and really made Madeline into the villain of the show. Um, and I also liked how the guys who were coaxing her were like, yeah, this is the show. Like, And I so I like how they were being upfront with her about it. They weren't trying to, like, sugarcoat and be like, come on, you yeah, know? Yeah. They were like, this is the show. So. Yeah. Um, I also actually really liked the challenge. You know, uh, I think I did was, too. Yeah, it was a clever challenge. Uh, it was really, it was funny. It's a, again, it's a challenge they could not do on RuPaul's Drag Race because it's mostly no. about glamour and stuff like that. So it's 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 a sh- it's a challenge that's tailored to Dragula, and I think that was a great. I I actually hope they bring that challenge back. I thought it was a really good challenge. Uh, I really like seeing it. It was both funny and charming and great and fantastic and. Uh, I thought it was very. I, uh, go ahead. Oh no! I'll, I'll well when we get to that part, I'll say it. I was going to say something about the challengers. Then I was like, Yeah, Lori, Lori, you. you realize we have a script, and we'll get to all of this, right? 
What? Yeah, it's like he's like, oh, Joe, we oh, make sure we talk about the time when Dahlia and, and Madeline go off to, off to leave the rehearsal so they can go talk. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hit all that, Laurie. All right, are we also? I, I just had that <laughs> idea that maybe we should do like a skit about the opening. I don't know if we're gonna do that eventually too. That's a good idea. I think we, we should do that. <laughs> um, and then the one thing I didn't like was. I'm going to go even further than what you did, which is clearly Madeline should have gone home. And we've seen yes. this already a few times a season where the person that should go home doesn't go home and some other person goes home. However, yes. however, I think this is some chicanery on the part of the Boulay brothers and the production team. And I'll tell oh, you why. Definitely. I'll tell you why. And I, don't, I really, I have not watched episode five and I have no knowledge of spoilers or anything, right? This is pure speculation. Uh-huh. But I read somewhere on Reddit there's that the that this is when they were reading into and I think and I think the cold open this week still gives credence to that theory that these cold opens are leading to um a moment where they bring back a drag queen because they talk about how they're going to bring back a monster. Okay? Yeah. I I agree. I I wasn't on board, but I agree with you now that we saw the opening for this one. I think you're right. I think yeah. they're bringing planning on doing something. And so I think that's so I think if they weren't bringing someone back, they would have brought Madeline Hatter. They would have taken her out, right? But oh, you see, because okay. the thing is, if they bring, if they, in other words, if they were bringing somebody back and they get rid of Madeline Hatter, and then they bring her back, that means she's going to be in the competition even longer. So it's not a punishment, you know. Yeah. Whereas, whereas, um, with. Uh, Maxi Glamour, okay. Uh, I think they could bring her back, and maybe she could somehow have her. Because if you look at it from all intents and purposes, Madeline Hunter has the tantrum. She doesn't even try in the extermination challenge. No. It's like she's given up, and then she stays. So yeah. I I think that's really really bizarre. So I and think she it's... even admits in the challenge that. Maxie did a better job than her. Yes, and and, and the other contestants yeah. do too. And it just goes to the whole point, which I was saying in last season, which I feel like, again, is the reason why I didn't like this it, it, extermination. I feel like the only extermination that has actually exterminated somebody who didn't do the challenge, mm-hmm. extermination challenge, was the first one. And that's because Valencia didn't jump off the uh, the plane. Yeah. But that was because she chose not to. So it's like, if she had jumped off the plane, would... You know, who, what was it, Maxi? Would mm-hmm. Maxi win? Would Maxi have gone home? Yeah. So I feel like it's like, you know, these cha- if these challenges are made for people to show themselves, like uh, at a la- last moment, mm-hmm. then yeah, then then that should be it. You know. So I don't know. I I don't. I didn't really get why um why that was the challenge. It just me seemed very last minute. Yeah, but that's why, no, I think it's like, well, we can't fucking get rid of Madeline because then we're going to bring her back. Here's the other thing too, and for people who don't like spoilers, jump ahead one minute exactly. All right, I'm looking at the timer now. Is the, um, I feel the tour gave away the top four. Okay? The, what tour? Oh, the tour. Oh, oh, I Oh, yeah, yeah. The Dragula tour, the lineup. Because the lineup wasn't the whole cast. The lineup was the Boulay brothers. Uh-huh. Vander Von Odd. Okay. Okay. Abhora. Okay. And then listen to this lineup. Um, Dahlia Black. Okay. Okay. Eva Destruction. Okay. Landon Sider. Okay. 
and Maxi Glamour. Really? Yeah. That was the lineup. See, see, here's the thing that I... But I will say, Abhorra was also on there. Yeah, but Abhorra from another season. Not... She's from another season. But the only four from this season were... The, we only have 10 seconds, by the way. The only four from that season were those four queens. Huh. And the, oh, the other three are clearly in the top. Anyway, we gotta we gotta end the combo. All right, Lori. Well, that was our good spoiler talk there. So, um, anyway, so that's why I think that they're. Uh, that's why I, that's more evidence for my theory. Um, all right, let's move on. In the cold open, we see the aftermath of last week's cold open, and all of the adults from the satanic ritual lie dead on the floor, blood pouring from their mouths. Next, we see the teenage children of the victims innocently smoking pot and making out downstairs, unaware that their parents are murdered. The Boulet brothers creepily make their way downstairs and offer the kids some treats along with some wine. Well, they don't say it's wine, actually. They sort of just imply. Yeah. The kid, but they already seem to already have enough stuff down. Yeah, and like pot and cigarettes, yeah. The like kids, that one guy who was like showing like pot cigarettes, like, look what I got. Like, <laughs> it was like so obvious. The kids drink whatever the boulets offer them and then die by vomiting blood all over each other. Lori, your thoughts on this cold open? Uh, well, I mean, of course I loved all the blood because, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, uh-huh. I love I love everything that has to do with blood. Uh-huh. And swallowing blood. Uh-huh. No, of course I don't. I hated that part. Uh, I thought it was funny that the kids were like, it wasn't even like a, like they had to open a door to go downstairs. You yeah. know, it just mm-hmm. was like they, like it was like they literally walked downstairs from the upper level, so they could have essentially like just heard what was happening. Yeah. Oh, and our parents they just didn't st- care. They're stupid satanic rituals. Uh. Yeah, I, I'm interested to find out. I will say I did like the dramaticness of the sh- of the shot, mm-hmm. but I'm interested to see. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm gonna hold judgment until I see how it, how, what the next scene is, mm-hmm. because I feel like this again relates to another scene where, like you were saying, they're connected. Mm-hmm. And so if you take it on itself, uh, yeah, it, there's a lot of holes in it. But mm-hmm. I feel like maybe if they're if it's put together, there might be something there. So yeah, you know what's so funny is uh, when I showed this open cold open to the pit crew, they were very judgy. They're like, "I don't get it." It's not, the other ones have been so much better, but I think this scene is a this opening is a great payoff to that first one. It was really creepy. Uh, I mean, there was still some stupidity. Like, like I felt yeah. like, and I'm not even trying to be an old man or whatever, but I felt like the two boys kissing was sort of gratuitous, and I don't mean it in like a oh, 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 oh you know, like clutching my pearls kind of way. Just like. It just seemed unnecessary. Like, it was weird. Yeah. You know? And they didn't even seem like they wanted to do it. Well, you know? especially since, like, the Boulay brothers are clearly grown-ups, right? I could see if the Boulay brothers weren't there staring at them. But would if you were a teenager, would you, like, if the two grown-ups were there, would you start kissing another boy right in front of them? I, I gotta be honest. I don't think they're teenagers. I well, would no, say no, they're no, probably no, 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 at no, no, no. least in their 20s. Yeah. No, they're all in their 20s. They did not look like teenagers at all. None yeah. of them look like teenagers. Guy, he, that one guy that had the joint, he looked like an undercover cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in theory, they're supposed to be teenagers. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I know. But, yeah. oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It did get. It did seem weird that all of the friskiness and the, like, the, that kind of stuff happened after the Boulay brothers arrived. Yeah. So like they were like playing a very bare bones version of Dungeons and Dragons. Which oh was just yeah, dice. they were. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. They were playing a very bare bones version of Dungeons and Dragons, but then the Boulay brothers show up with like donuts. 
which you know is always the kids are like a, fucking smoking and, and having gay sex right there and they're like i know what these kids oh, want yeah. donuts i know i know what i need to make myself ready to have sex is just to carbo load on sugar <laughs> yeah. to make my and, and carbs and make myself feel bloated mm-hmm. so yeah i i i thought that was a little weird but um attention podcaster attention podcast no i'm not ready commercials are about to begin i still have more to say are about to begin i repeat (sighs) the commercials are about to begin the commercials are about to begin seriously shut up the commercials are about to begin you shut up Sorry about that, Lori. We, you know, we had to pay some bills there. Uh, oh, yeah. What were what were you saying? I'm sorry. No, I I honestly forgot what I was talking about. But uh, the, the, the kids you know, needed a carbo load before they were. Oh like, yeah, they need a carbo load before they have sex. But also, I just thought it was weird that like that's when they come down with the donuts and the in in the wine and whatever. Mm-hmm. That's when they decide to get freaky. It's <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah, we, we we're fine. down here by ourselves. We're just gonna be nerds, yeah. and play Dungeons and Dragons like uh, my brothers and his my brother and his friends used to do in high school. But then once the parents arrive, that's when shit gets real. That's when we get freaky. Yeah. Oh wait, look, so, the, the two dudes who murdered our parents are standing right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody goes like, "Hey, where's my mom? And my dad?" Yeah. Nobody's like, "Oh, I guess we have to leave now." Nobody's yeah. Like, this no, they, they don't change. Taste weird. Yeah, usually if you see them coming, you're like, "Oh shit, put it away, put it away, put it away," right? Yeah. But they're like, "Oh no, they, they go, they go, they 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 double down." But it even also seems like I mean I know that they meant it because it was like a again like a very dramatic. There was no talking. There was mm-hmm. just music, dramatic music, and mm-hmm. it was slow mo and stuff yeah. like that, which I thought I really liked. Mm-hmm. But there was uh, there was because of that there was no talking. So essentially, you just imagine a very silent like handing of the donuts drinking the wine just mm-hmm. staring and it's like how is that at all <laughs> like a fun party well also I mean, like once you saw the first person vomiting blood wouldn't you like have this horror on your face i would like, run yeah and run or do something no yeah. they're just they just keep going and then in fact one guy the two gay guys one of the gay guys grabs the other one and then like vomits the, like almost like he's gonna kiss him and then just vomits the blood on him on his, but he has his mouth full of vomit and the guy still goes in yeah. and, they, and, then, and then they're all shocked like oh that's that's blood it's like what did you think it was yeah if somebody if my girlfriend came to kiss me and she had a mouth full of something i'd be like no thank you yeah i'm i don't good. know what you have but i don't want it yeah that, that but other than that it was fine we're being nitpicky I, I would say again, I thought it was very stylized. Yeah. I liked it. I liked how it I, I again I like I like what they're doing. I feel mm-hmm. like this is the first time that I, I feel like they have a th- a through line. Yeah. So I I would even say I would be interested to see uh, and I hope maybe somebody does this taking the intros of all the all the of this season mm-hmm. of all the sh- uh, episodes and just putting them together kind of like a, a short movie or something and seeing mm-hmm. how they track. Because I, I would say that they probably I, what do you want to bet they probably did all of them in a in the same time and then just cut them up and then put them out well, sort of thing. We'll find out. Now, Lori, uh, it's funny. I was going to mention this at the top of the show, but I'll mention it here. It's so funny because you and I are so impressed by season three, but uh, the talk on a lot, a lot, a lot of the talk on the Dragula subreddit, which is reddit.com slash r slash Dragula, is most of the people I would say are very critical of this season. They don't like it. 
and uh, they hold season two up as the gold standard, and they're not a big fan of uh, uh, of this season. Now, I'm not saying everybody, but that seems to be more than more so than not, you know. And uh, it and you and I have had private conversations about this. I'm not going to criticize the people at the Dracula subreddit, but it does seem like they have opinions about certain queens and certain storylines and the whole season that seem to be counter both what the editors want you to feel and what most people would feel. Yeah. So it's very, very odd. It's uh, very, very Vandervon odd. After the elimination the next day after the previous episode, the contestants speculate about who went home and who remained. Eva thinks, in her professional opinion, that it's Yoska, while Dahlia knows it won't be Madeline but wishes it would be. Hollow Eve enters and shows everyone her tattoo, and then next, Madeline walks in much to the chagrin of a visibly unhappy Dahlia Black. As the contestants wish a fond farewell to, quote, Baby Yoska, specifically it's Maxi Glamour who says it, Hollow Eve takes offense at using the term baby and lectures everyone on the use of that term. Lori Roggenkamp, your thought on that uh, welcome to the boudoir scene? Um, I First off, again, how do they not know that Yavska was the one to go? <laughs> like, you know, they must have helped her pack her bags and leave mm-hmm. the motel. Yeah. So, you know, um, I think that that's a little crap. But also, I... I just, okay, I feel like everybody's trying to make Madeline Hatter the villain of the season, mm-hmm. which don't get me wrong, even though I find Madeline Hatter attractive, yeah, and I still like am semi in love with her, mm-hmm. I think that she, I think she should have gone home, yeah. and I think she should, but I think the real villain of the season is Dahlia. I think Dahlia is like every episode has to have a problem. She has to have a problem with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, the like, even when she was like, oh, I prayed on a candle that Madeline wouldn't come back. And they were like, oh, well, she, isn't she your grandmother? And they were like, she was like, yeah, we got, you know, we got stuff to work through. It's like, you always have stuff to work through. Yeah. I mean, it's like next episode. I'm, I, I'm surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Dahlia brings up the thing about, you know, talking shit again or, you know, something. She has to have something to be upset about. And mm-hmm. it just, I felt like it was her turn this this episode to gaslight Madeline because it was like she had to have a problem with Madeline. They had to go, you know, away and do whatever. Um, And that you could tell that when, like, those people walked in, she, she, the camera panned to her because she had this, like, strained look. And it was like, yeah, the camera's going to pan to her because she wants that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I thought. Uh, well, let's stay here for a second before we move on. I know. I thought. I. Uh, but I, I liked how I felt like everybody seemed excited to see the two people. You know, I Wait, thought. Wait, I said let's good. stay here before you move on. You're like, oh, okay, okay. Let me move on now. And I want to no, stay. No, no. I was saying like the excited to see the the when they came in when they mm-hmm. came in the room. That's what I was saying. Oh. Okay, so I have complicated feelings about Dahlia Black. One, everything that you said, Lori, is correct, and I think she's just as manipulative, if not more manipulative, than Madeline Hatter. They're two manipulative, horrible people. All right? Yeah. On the flip side, now that I've gotten to know her a little bit more on the show and whatnot, she is one haircut and back to her natural hair color away from being smoking fucking hot. Oh, my God. 
I keep looking at her going like, oh, why did you dye your hair that stupid blonde? And why do you have that stupid haircut? Because you would be so fucking crazy. I'm so attracted to her. Uh, I know I would be so attracted to her if she fixed that. And so I'm always a sucker for her the faces she makes and the crying and stuff like that. Because uh, basically, Laurie, what I'm telling you is I'm a shallow gay man. Well, I mean, I'm the one sticking up for Madeline simply because I find her attractive. So, you know, or him attractive or whatever. So I I get it. I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, but I will say that I I feel like you need to make up your mind because the first episode you were like, absolutely not. I don't find Dolly attractive. And now you're like, if only it was her haircut. And the next episode, I feel like you're going to say that. Well, here's why. Here's why is I also find body language very attractive. And so in the first episode, I didn't get to really see her body language, but I love the way she moves her body, and I love the faces she makes. And the expressions she makes, I find very attractive. I like the way she moves. She has a way of moving that I find very attractive, and the way of talking and stuff like that. that I'm just talking like in a shallow way. When Um, she walked the runway last episode, I mm -hmm. was like, damn, she knows how to walk a run. Like, I was like... I wish I could learn how to do. Yeah, she, she knows how to move like, her body in a very sexy yeah. way. Even when she's just yeah. moving around, just like watch her. She just moves just as a human being, like in a very like feminine, feline, beautiful, graceful kind of way. Look, I'm not saying she's not talented. I, I I'm gonna marry her, Lori, and I don't want you insulting her right now on this show. Okay. I to be honest with you, I thought she should have won. Like I was actually shocked when everyone was like, "Yeah, she didn't do very well." I was like, "I thought she did amazing." Okay, but, I don't know. If she, I would have thought she would have won. We'll get to that in a second. But I was sort of shocked that they were like it's so obvious she was horrible i was like was it yeah i was so but anyway so i i will say that yeah i just but the thing is is like when hollow eve walks and she has a problem with hollow eve and then when Mm -hmm. madeline and she just has a she like it it's like she has to be the one to have an issue Mm -hmm. you know and then also uh priscilla chambers says something i forgot what it was i wish i had written it down but says something under her breath after dahlia said something Mm -hmm. and i was like why didn't priscilla why didn't dahlia get all upset with priscilla changers about that because priscilla's white so you know anyway uh all right let's talk about the whole hollow eve baby conversation what were your thoughts on that you know i is it one of the things where you're numb to it now i i kind of feel like i am here's the thing I like Halloween. I am shocked I say that. <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. I, I do like her. And I think she's a good performer. Mm-hmm. Um, which I am shocked by. If you, uh, episode one, I honestly thought I was going to hate her. She's going to be my Apora. Mm-hmm. And I was going to hate her. And then she, I would never want her to, to win yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, I feel like I know people, I know women and men like her, like them, sorry, uh, like Hollow. And I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, pick your battles, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but to be fair, I mean, every single time Hollow has brought something up, Hollow has made sense. And I Oh, agree. this I makes think, sense to you. Yeah. I think calling somebody a baby diminishes their, their you know, like uh, saying Yasuka was a baby or saying whatever, it diminishes the the impact it kind of puts her puts Yaska on a lesser plane than all the other competitors. Yaska was competing in this at the same competition as everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so I think to call Yaska baby. Now, would I get upset if somebody called me a baby? Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't get upset by that. But I could see what uh Hollow Eve is trying to say 
it's just one of those things where it's like you know pick your battles sort of thing like it's like right out the gate she's like it she just has those every single time somebody says something she has to speak up and it's like eh, i don't know if that's he, all they sorry mm-hmm. i keep messing up hollow's uh pronouns but they have to say like that's not my you know that's not how i would do it but yeah i i agree with it so all right very good what do you I, think I, well look I don't think it's that big of a deal, especially in the context that it was used, in that it was very affectionate. It was like, oh, we miss little baby Yasuka because about her youth. I don't think they were specifically talking about her experience. I see what you're saying, but then we get too much into, like, language police and whatnot. And, you know, like... What's funny is you have these little pet projects that you want to be your your little babies, so to speak. Different use of the term. But we'll get to a point later where it's like, why didn't Hollowell Eve speak up here? You know? Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, anyway, I, I, I just think it just makes you annoying. You know, there are certain, like, for instance, I'm not going to get too into it, right? But... There are very common grammatical mistakes that people make that I know that I know for a fact because I've taught grammar uh, that they're wrong, right? And it's it's just born into the language, and people just use it all the time, right? Yeah, there, there are several. There are three or four or five. I don't know what it is, right? And when I hear them, they kind of it kind of is like nails on a chalkboard to me, right? Whatever. Yeah. Zero percent of the time do I say anything. Zero percent because I don't want to be that asshole. I don't want to be grammar Nazi or grammar police, whatever you have, right? I'm like, yeah. all right, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. You know, if it was a flagrant error where they're saying, like, you know, like, who'd that be? Or something like that, right? I might be like, you know what? Okay, we need to have a talk with this person. And if it's on a regular basis. But the, the, the mistakes I'm talking about are, like, nothing. You know, they're, they're nada in the, in the long, run, long run. And also when I'm speaking, especially with subject-verb agreement, sometimes if I don't know what the next words are, I'll make a subject-verb agreement error and I hear it and I'm like, ugh, right? Yeah. But, um, but it's just like, I don't want to be that asshole. It's the same thing here. It's like, clearly the intent... I feel you stand up for somebody when the intent is uh, mean-spirited. You know, the way people stand up against our show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Um, well, we but, just, you know, we're just haters. Yeah, we're just so, haters. We just hate the show. But um, even though we've said consistently through the season what an amazing show season we think this is. Anyway, yeah. uh, the point is that uh, I feel it's the same thing here. Clearly, Maxi Glamour was calling her baby Yavska in a very affectionate kind of way. Did, did Hollow need to say something right then? I don't know. Well, don't that's what I'm so. saying is I think that she's the she's the type of person that you know, needs to say, needs to pipe up at every turn, you know? Yeah, but, so, it, it, but, 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 and I can't remember what the context was uh, last week. There was a point where she railed about, like, uh, cyst white gay bars. And I don't remember what she was talking about, but why did that come up? Oh, I don't remember that at yeah, all. Yeah, you know, but, but the point I'm making is I feel that Hollow already has it built in that if you challenge them on anything, they already have it. You know what? I just said them right now, right? And yeah. some people have criticized us for misgendering people, right? Yeah. I can Which gen- I, I do all the time, and I, yeah. I'm working on it. But, but I yeah. guarantee you that neither one of us is doing it maliciously, you no. know? And once we re- once the mistake is pointed out, we correct it. But but to get angry at us is ridiculous. Maybe just a gentle correction, which I'll give Hollow she usually does. Okay. 
Yeah, which all, but but all the way, I will say I agree with you in the fact that I feel like they're. Yeah, I think that people people argue points that are, are are important to them and then don't care about points that are important to others. And there are instances I will agree that I think hollow. It's like, well, why don't you stick up for? Why don't you? stick up for that why don't you say anything about that well exactly but what and, I, the point i was going to make is i bet you hollow already has a built because people probably do do that to her um to them sorry people probably do do this to them and, well somebody said in the chat room that hollow uh and uh identifies as lost binary so it goes by he she they you so see like well, see that's the thing it's like who uh, okay then uh, said <laughs> I can't. I can't keep track. So the point I make, and then that's, and I will now call Hollow whatever she prefers to be called. I believe in that. But if we don't get it right, we we're not doing it mean to be mean. Okay. No. I feel like when you're misgendering somebody is like if you know the person is trans and it's evident the person is trans and you intentionally say you know if it's a trans woman if you say he on purpose to get under their skin or to misgender them yeah that's a problem but when yeah. you're when you're just talking and you just make a mistake it's something that happens with Landon all the time i saw a comic strip about it on reddit you know where like people still refer to Landon as she you know and i don't think it would yeah. be mean i just think they just forget you know and so anyway so with Hollow, I feel that if you challenge this person, that uh, Hollow already has some prefabricated responses because I think it happens quite a bit. Probably, yeah. yeah I, I it, it's one of those things where I think that sh- that Hollow has uh, is like locked and loaded, like those. It's because it's like she pinpoints that and goes right after it, and so I can't imagine that she's just like constantly you know, on guard, I imagine that she's just got like a radar thing of like, if somebody says this, I'm going to say that, you know, mm-hmm. like with the fish thing in the first episode. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I think, but I will say this. I, I like hollow. Now, again, I feel like she should have gone home last episode because of the whole meltdown thing. Yeah. Just as I feel Madeline should have gone home this episode, mm-hmm. but I'm glad she was here and I liked, I liked her performance. So, all right. Very good. All right. Next, during the main challenge, the Boulet brothers appear on screen and give the girls this week's challenge, a real-life Dungeons & Drag Queens adventure. The Boulets roll the dice to determine each contestant's race and class, and they went. They were as follows. Priscilla Chambers was an elf bard. Uh, Eva Destruction was a reptilian warrior. Dahlia Black was an org priestess. Maxi Glamour, a reptilian rogue. Madeline Hatter, a dark elf necromancer. Landon Sider, an elf barbarian. Louisiana Purchase, an elf priestess. And Hollow Eve, a dark elf rogue. Back in the boudoir, as the contestants discuss Dungeons & Dragons, Israel walks in with a scroll on a tray. The scroll poetically informs the contestants that there is an item called the Key of Life and Death hidden in the boudoir. Everyone searches for the hidden key, but Dahlia Black is the one to find it. Israel returns this time with scripts on the tray, and the girls get immediately to rehearsing their lines. Madeline Hatter uses this opportunity to pull Dahlia aside and apologizes one more time. They make up yet again and head back into the boudoir. Finally, there's a fake fight between Eva Destruction and Maxi Glamour. Lori, uh, your thoughts on all of this? Um, I like how I like how uh, Israel rushes past Priscilla and just walks straight up to Landon. Yeah. I don't know why, but I got the biggest kick out of that. Like, Priscilla was like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I think we kind of discussed it already, but I feel like, uh, I mean, did you know what was going to happen with the life and death key? Did you know what, like, I, as soon as they gave it to her, I was like, oh, this is what's going to happen. Uh, I think I had an idea that was close to the truth, but I didn't get the exact thing. I didn't know it was going to be either you save yourself or put someone up for extermination. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe it's because my aunt watches so much Survivor, but I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You, you either save yourself or you put so many up from elimination. And then everybody else was like, like, Eva Destruction was like, I am ra- I don't understand how what's going to happen. I was like, well, really, Eva? It's so funny because I think when I watched, I watched it again, and I, I, it might be Eva who actually legit calls exactly what's going to happen. Yes. Like one of them so. said, yeah. One of them yeah. says, like, I wonder if it's to save your life. They, but they didn't either or. They, I wonder if it's to save your life or to put someone for extermination. <laughs> they literally say it, and I was like, yeah. oh, they nailed it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I felt like it, I wish they would have done. I mean, again, this is kind of nitpicky, but I wish they would have made it a more of a spectacle trying to yeah. find it. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. Like I wish they would have done something where it's like while you're on, while you're at the the um, campsite, you have mm-hmm. to look for it and yeah. find it. So, oh yeah, somewhere things. at the Renaissance Village. Yeah, yeah, that would have been fun. But they kind of just had to be like, look in the room, mm-hmm. and then you know that was it. And then, uh, and then also, I felt. I, I did you get the sense? I here's. I got the sense that the rehearsal for the actual play that they we saw was just completely fake. Well, it has to be. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Either they did a real rehearsal that lasted 10 minutes long, or Dahlia and Madeline Hatter had a very long meeting that we didn't see, and we only saw a minute of it. Yeah. Because the whole thing is that, like, as soon as it starts, Madeline takes Dahlia out of the room for the rehearsal, right? Yeah. And then they're gone. And even like, when they leave, they're still not back. So it's like, well, I mean, how long did you rehearse and how long were they gone for? Because you would yeah. think at a certain point, production would be like, okay, guys, you got to get back. You know, like. Yeah. Because especially, especially the, the, the now I could see the conversation actually being a little longer than we saw, but like. Based on what they were talking about, it didn't seem like much, that much longer, or they missed the entire, or the rehearsal was much shorter just for the camera. Yeah, I was saying that I felt like the, I felt like the the um, they were just like just kind of like map it out a little bit, but we'll do the real rehearsal when you get to the yeah. Renaissance grounds mm-hmm. because the, even the guy who was there, he was like, when I gave you direction, he said, I think it was to Landon or mm-hmm. I forgot who he said it to, but when I gave you direction, you followed it. It's like, okay, so there was a director. Yeah. There were people, it was like a, and, and it actually looked very good. It was like a production. Mm-hmm. So it's like they had rehearsals. They had to, you know, go through it. I mean, even though I felt like there was a moment where in when well we'll get to it but there was a moment that i felt like somebody forgot their lines oh really but yeah but i feel like they still like you know worked it out but yeah i don't i don't i don't know why they had to show that like that rehearsal i felt like that rehearsal was set up simply so they could make it important that madeline took dahlia aside Mm -hmm. like that's it so that i don't know what did you think of the whole conversation between Madeline and Dahlia? I have a, I have one thing to say. I I mean I I I said in the beginning I felt like it was Dahlia's turn to bla- to uh, gaslight Madeline. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's so funny. You say that. I have two things to say. 
One, even though they were still oblique about what happened, I feel it lent credence to my original hypothesis, right? Which is I feel um, Madeline got drunk and made some sort of pass, whether verbally or physically, at Dahlia, right? Oh, really? I think it's something different now. But I'll, Oh, I'll, really? I'll what do you think? Well, let's, let's do it here because we'll, 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 I'll move on slowly. Okay, I think that Mad because they said that Madeline got drunk at a show. No, she, she didn't, didn't say that. Show she had been on tour. Oh, I thought that she that they were both at a show together. Okay, let me see. No, I could have sworn it was someone's apartment. I could have sworn it was Dolly's apartment. Hold on, you keep going. I'll find. I'll, I'll find it. So I thought that they said that Madeline was at a show that um, that Dolly and Dolly was at, and that she that she had started. Madeline had started drinking again, and mm-hmm. then violated her trust. So I feel like. What happened was that Dahlia, Madeline shared like Dahlia, something that Dahlia had told her in confidence, and then she shared it on stage. Uh, oh, really? Okay, they, wait, wait. They hold- were saying that because they said the the things I said that was alcohol induced. So I think, or she said, you know, she maybe said something mean to Dahlia or something. Mm-hmm. Previously, before the competition, while I was on tour, Madeline and I had a gig together, and unbeknownst oh. to all of us, she had started drinking again. And she just acted a fool. Oh, you know what? You're right. I heard get together. It was a gig together. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you're right. So maybe, do you think maybe, okay, let me switch it here. Well, she could have still hit on Dahlia, but do you think I mean, maybe, yeah, do you think maybe it's she, all speculation. or maybe hit on Dahlia's boyfriend? Because that, that would make more sense yeah. with violating trust or something or, you know, made a yeah. pass at her boyfriend or someone she liked or something. Okay. Well, that night and just really violated my trust with her. I just want to show it. Okay. So I'm going to leave it there. But here's... Now, let's have a discussion about... It's funny that you and I have such a different take on this conversation. Because the thing I wrote down in my notes... And I I wrote very few notes besides of what happened. Is when I'm listening... We can go through it piece by piece. But when I'm listening to Madeline talk to Dahlia... I'm thinking... Now, maybe because I went through this with a friend recently... She, uh, I want to get to there's an important part that da- that Madeline says to me really important. Okay, here we go. Dahlia, that the behavior I showed isn't the kind of person I want to be. I just- and that's very, very recovery type language. The things that they say, right? Okay. Yeah. Just really wanted to apologize. I know that I broke your trust with me. There's no reason why I should have even opened my mouth, but I was about six whiskey gingers deep. So. Not that that's an excuse, because it's not. It's it were they were my choices, and I made them. And now I'm just trying to fix this. I, again, someone who's been through recovery knows what to say. All right. So then Dahlia talks. I was hurt, and I was so hurt because I knew that it was just influenced by alcohol at the time. Relapse is a part of my story. Again, a very uh, a, a great a great thing to say. It's very true. I like the phrasing of that. But I feel it's uh-huh. something you hear at a, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a recovery meeting. Here we go. And it's a part of, like, my journey and my sobriety. And I fuck up, and it's really hard. And then I have to recover. Addicts in nature are super okay. fucking selfish. All right, this is important. So addicts in nature are super fucking selfish. And then the next part. And I'm a narcissistic drag queen. Okay, and that's true. But I think the other thing he leaves out is addicts are very manipulative. Very manipulative. Very manipulative. And I feel like he's manipulating Dahlia. By the way, she's no innocent little flower either. She's trying to manipulate him because two seconds ago she was wishing she was gone. And now she's crying. 
Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think I think they're both manipulative. I yeah. think Madeline's manipulative, and I think Dahlia's manipulative as well. But my point is, why are they talking about this incident? This was not the thing that this happened while, a while ago, and, she, and Madeline said in the previous episode she's already apologized for it. So why are they bringing this part up? What because apparently I they think... should be bringing up is the fact that she talked about uh, she talked about Dahlia in that in the boudoir, mm-hmm. and she mentioned no, that I she mean, had been talking about her. I think so. that's, but I think that's what Dahlia's point is: is that she thought she and Madeline had put this behind them. Uh, and, and I think you're right. Now, now that I listen and watch it more closely, I think Dahlia said something either very offensive or rude, or got really belligerent towards Dahlia. I'm sorry that Madeline did. Madeline yeah. got very got drunk and got very belligerent. Could have maybe verbally abused her in front of people and humiliated her or something, right? Yeah. And so now, okay, so they get past this, and then Dahlia is outside of the room and hears Madeline now trashing her to other girls. So but I think she it wasn't brings up a lot. Her, she was saying that Matt, the the conversation was Hollow had brought up how. Dahlia was being two-faced mm-hmm. because Dahlia was getting mad at Maxie for talking about her behind her back, which she didn't, mm-hmm. but she was saying that. And then, but Hollow was saying, but she's talking about me behind my back. And then Madeline says, yeah, she, I've heard her, I've heard her talk about me behind my back. And Dahlia hears that and gets upset because she was saying that the reason why she said something was she was talking about how her and Madeline had gotten over this incident. So, they had talked about it. Now, I don't necessarily, I don't agree with how they dealt with it last episode, where I felt like Madeline was making it more, putting it more on Dahlia, you know, talking about the, talking about Madeline mm-hmm. and wasn't saying, apologizing for talking about her. Mm-hmm. But then this episode, they don't even really address that topic. All they do is talk about the incident before. So it's like, why are they, why are they hashing that out now? Why are mm-hmm. they why are they reliving that? And it's mm-hmm. all because of Dahlia. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Uh, I feel that something's happened in between that we didn't see, but I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. Um, all right, let's move on. Are you ready to move on? I'll, also, I just I feel like again, like the one of the uh, I would like to point out another reason why I feel like it's fake is that when they get up to leave, they go, "Well, let's go. Let's go." rehearse the two lines that i have right mm-hmm. they don't show them walking into the boudoir no they don't show them you know going into the um you know being like where is everybody everybody <laughs> just leaves. they just immediately go to the next scene it's like well i mean if they didn't if they didn't know that that was happening they wouldn't have been like they wouldn't have not gone into the boudoir yeah oh sorry i was i was re uh kind of scrolling past to see if i missed anything from the fight yeah i I felt it was I felt a little felt it was a little fake when Dahlia tells Madeline, I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. Like I feel like that was a little But you didn't understand something, and I've said this before and I'll say it again. I am a sucker for a twink crying. Like if yeah. I see a twink crying, heart melted. It's like seeing something like kittens get tortured. I just like, no, that's that has to stop. I'll yeah. do anything to stop you from crying. I mean I it was a touching moment, but at the same time, I felt like it was very, like... Meanwhile, Eva cries, and I'm like, oh, this fucking bitch with her tears. 
Oh well, uh, <laughs> we're not there yet. We're not there we yet. We gotta here. get to that that yeah. whole thing. I was like, yeah, okay, all right. So yeah, we'll get to that. Actually, what's funny is you and I might be a lot of differing opinions today. You and I might have a different opinion. All right, let's move on then. The next day, the girls return to the boudoir to work on their outfits. Some contestants are worried that Dolly, Dahlia, and Madeline missed the rehearsal, and then people go into great detail to explain their outfits finally eva destruction talks about her troubled youth and the time she spent in a camp meant for troubled teens teens i'm sorry before she breaks down into tears only to be comforted by the cast Lori, it sounds like you and i have another set of differing opinions here what was your take on eva destruction's little mini breakdown here okay <laughs> so first off they are barely working on their their <laughs> their costumes yeah like again it's like i i like that part i like i like seeing people work on their costumes what i don't like seeing is watching hollow eve pretend to paint a crossbow for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. like it's like come on you know like we don't get to see anything else so uh it starts off by um I forgot how it's... It didn't start off by uh is it like priscilla talking about some sort of weird black goo she has and she doesn't know how to use it yeah, they mm-hmm. bring out a Eva Foam again, which is, you know, as we know, Eva Destruction's company. Well, it's funny, Joe, you know... Joe pointed out. <laughs> Land Insider, Latina Land Insider, I'm sorry, Latinx Land Insider, uh, yeah. calls it Eva Foam with like, a, with like an accent. Yeah, yeah, I did Eva Foam. And then she said she did heat sculpting or something i was like she was doing a lot she brought like a dremels she is like freaking martha stewart yeah the martha stewart drag kings yeah she did a she did a great job but anyway so they were so priscilla chamber was talking about how like she doesn't know how to work this thing and she goes i never went to high school and then people were like oh haha yeah i never and then even destruction goes i i didn't even graduate i was a i was a high school dropout and then everyone's like, "Oh, that's interesting." Yeah, I, 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 uh, I got, I left, I got kicked out when I was seventeen. I didn't get past my sophomore year. I got kicked out when I was seventeen. So it's like sophomore year is when you're usually fifteen, sixteen. So she did. Did she have to repeat a grade? I don't know. And then, and then it's, and then she got kicked out. But she didn't really get kicked out. She got sent to a uh, non-public school, mm-hmm. which, you know, for behavioral issues. And she said that she had to be monitored. And then it was like. Then there's like it stole part of my childhood. It's like, well, you were 17, so you your childhood was gone after mm-hmm. that. You know, like yeah. you were 17. Yeah. I just felt like it was so forced. Like it was one of those things where I felt like she was ju- she was talking so fast because she was like, I gotta get this story out. It's a sad story, but I was like, very much like, why why are you telling this now? Like think, it just yeah. I don't know. I feel like I would usually agree with you. But it did seem genuine, and the cast seemed genuinely concerned for her. Yeah. And I will say this, because the, the, the initial thought is, well, if you've never told anybody this, why are you saying it in front of, you know, thousands of people on this show, you know? And yeah. I think, you know, one time, I don't know, I don't think you were involved or you in the early days of Afterthought, or not even Afterthought, it was like, it was nothing then. I was doing a show with Evan when he was in town. And I was actually making fun of when on Drag Race they try to make the girls cry. So I started doing a comedy bit where I was going to – maybe I'll make myself tear up a little bit. And then I full-on broke down into tears. I remember Evan was – because Evan was in L.A., so he was sitting right next to me. I feel like Evan was like – 
like super shocked you know like just like what just happened right here and i like broke down into tears on the show and i think yeah it's so funny you say that because i had like i had a similar thing uh where i was in a sketch group when we were talking about our sketch show Mm -hmm. and i wrote a sketch about like a from based off a poem or something i was like yeah guys i just graduated college and then just immediately started crying yeah. And I think <laughs> what can happen is you get caught up in the moment. Like maybe Eva didn't plan on crying, telling the story about how she went to high school and was bad. But then all of a sudden she got caught up in the moment. And then you're like, and maybe I wouldn't be surprised if you're in here. Like, you know what? I'm here. Let's push this as far as we can go, you know? Because she realizes that, you know, she see, she feels the heat of the cameras on her, you know? Yeah. I can see. Okay, yeah, I guess I was coming from more of a cynical place, but yeah. it just we're not the you know you see that all in reality shows. So you're always like, okay, why why did you feel the need? Well, this but, one, this yeah. one seemed real because there's some people were like, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, like go gay. She, she went on for a while. <laughs> yeah, she did. I did. I did say though. I felt like Hollow Eve had the best response. I felt like Hollow was very compassionate and mm-hmm. very like. You know, you can you, you don't have to be okay. You can just sit in this. Yeah. And I I like that a lot. I thought that was very encouraging. Um I did feel at that moment I thought it was touching cuz I felt like everybody truly liked each other. Mm-hmm. You know, even though at the end they kind of yell at each other or whatever. I felt like they all sort of liked. So I thought it was nice that you well, know. Well, I think that's the problem with this challenge is you do this challenge episode 2. You don't do it episode 4 cuz now it seems yeah. like they've the people they didn't like for the most part are gone, and they all genuinely seem to like each other. Yeah. Even I think yeah. that the, the hatred towards Madeline is a little manufactured by production. Because um, I even feel like you don't see them having problems with Maxie anymore. And, and that's why the fight, no. the fake fight in the rehearsal between Eva and Maxie just seems so fake. Like, they weren't well, really fighting. I don't think I think it was it was I think it was made more dramatic, mm-hmm. but I do feel like Eva has this entitlement attitude that she doesn't she doesn't necessarily understand Maxie's drag. Mm-hmm. So Ma- when like when Eva was paired up with Maxie, Eva was definitely like, oh, now I got to deal. So it was almost like she was like, I got to carry Maxie, which is like I felt like Maxie did a good job. I mean, the mask you could say like, oh, you couldn't hear or whatever, but you know, I felt like. I, I don't know. I didn't. I felt like she did a or they did a competent job in yeah. the challenge. Yeah. All right. This week's floor show takes place at a place at a real life Renaissance village. The Boulet brothers make an elaborate entrance with Drakmorda giving us Angelina Jolie Oscars pose realness. Also, and I don't know if you saw this. I saw this on my second viewing. Drakmorda is missing nails and some of her fingers for some reason, and this never gets explained. But you can tell she's clearly trying to. Like move her fingers so you don't notice, but like I don't know if it's her on her left. No, on her right hand, it might be her middle or ring finger, and it might, it's hard. If she's moving them so much to distract. It might be happening on her left hand as well. It's hard to tell, but for sure on her right hand. I don't uh, know where they were, but it looked like they were in the eye of the storm. Like they looked yeah, like they were in the storm. It, Diane, they looked like they were in Alabama. But it did add to the effect of it. It, did, it did add for the effect. I do love also that they're always every episode. They did it again this episode where they're like, "I want you to know, drag is art, and art is subjective. We're not here to criticize your drag. We're just here to tell you about how it works and the scope of the challenge." I think I did it word for word, right? That's how often they do it, right? Yeah. 
Then earlier in the bit, Drag Mortis introducing that weird judge who was a director. Remember the one where he he liked Foxy Adjuway because her, he had a character named Foxy. Yes. Okay, that's the same director from that episode. Yeah. He uh. She goes like, he's like, welcome back. And he goes, I'm happy to be here. And she goes like, are you ready to drag these fucking bitches for filth? And he's yes. like, and you're like, aren't you the one that gives a super inspiring speech? Well, no, I guess it's Drek Morta, technically. But yeah. anyway. All right, let's talk yeah. about the acting challenge. During the acting challenge, the queens are broken up into several scenes as follows. And we'll, we'll go scene by scene. Scene one is Hollow Eve, Landon Sider, Priscilla Chambers. They all just wake up in this place. And then, uh, for some reason, Hollow Eve and Priscilla Chambers start fighting, and then Hollow tries to kill him, but then they both punch each other and they die. And then Landon's um, like, ha ha ha, and walks out. Can I say before we get fully get into this, yeah. that I thought, uh, did you mention that Swan Thule and Dragonmart's outfits? I thought they were amazing. They looked amazing, yeah. So I, But I will say I did see the, the nail thing, but yeah, I thought, I love their headpiece. And for some reason, I know that Swan Thule is shorter than Dragonmart. Yeah. But for some reason, it really showed with this with the headpiece because the mm-hmm. headpiece with the headpiece she still doesn't even come up to like it doesn't even come up to like her head. Yeah, <laughs> it's like damn, Swanthula's short. So yeah, I I like, but yeah, the okay. So this is where we're gonna get into a nitpicky scenario because, sure. like I said, overall, I feel like I like this challenge and I like what they did. Okay. Um, the challenge itself i also felt like they when they showed the the queens they did it one by one so they did oh yeah 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 they did do that they did a good job with that so you got to see kind of their outfits yeah yeah um but yeah i i felt literally i felt like each person in this opening i felt landon i felt hollow and i felt priscilla each person had a different version of what was happening in the story (laughs) and they were all playing they were all trying to mash them together it's like in an improv scene when you're like when you walk out and you have a the first person who walks out usually has an initiation line so when you walk out and you're like hey uh you know this is a bad initiation line but like hey oh Hey, it's, uh, it's the third day in space. So I'm getting pretty, pretty tired of space. And the other guy's like, "I'm a soccer star." <laughs> you gotta match the two. <laughs> you gotta, like figure out how to. And then another person comes in and goes, "Oh my god, we're being eaten by a giant monster." It's like, okay, great. Now we got a soccer star, third day in space. You know. Yeah. So I felt like that was kind of like this, where it was like Priscilla was like Priscilla was playing a drunk person and was saying that all of them got drunk. But then they were saying that um, then but then Landon was saying no, that that they had been put under a spell and that they were trying to look for something. And then Hollow and Priscilla just started getting like angry with each other. But but Lori, there's a script. They're reading lines. I know, but it just felt weird. It felt like the characters didn't mesh. Well, that's the thing. And that's what I've learned with these challenges, maybe from Drag Race. is I rarely pay attention to what they're saying, because ultimately it's just about, oh, look at that cute outfit and look at that set. Because when yeah. I actually when I watched it the second time, all this makes no sense. It makes no sense. No, because in this one, so in this one, they so let me get this straight. If I remember the story correctly, they just wake up magically in this place. Priscilla's drunk. Also, they wake up in the weirdest way, where Priscilla Priscilla's like leaning against a pillar, right, or something, and then Landon is like like has is standing up but leaning over a table like how do you fall asleep like that that makes no well, but sense. i will in defense they're, they're even puzzled how they got there priscilla is the worst fake drunk is like he's acting like a sixth grader acting drunk okay yeah 
And yeah, so, he, yeah, it's it's bad. And I don't did they die or they just knock each other out? Well, they they fell into that. Didn't they fall into a wall? I they fell know. into that wall, didn't they? Oh, did they? I'm trying to go back to it to see what happened because they went because Hollow Eve just shoots the arrow. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, Hollow Eve totally telegraphs that arrow and shoots it, and then you see you start the the other side view camera from hollow from from priscilla ducking so you don't even get to see her duck okay so i'm seeing them wake up right now so no, right yeah, now, they it, did they did they did punch each other out they they punch each, they, they essentially punched each other punch each other's lights out mm-hmm. so that's interesting yeah and so and then and then land is just like oh ha 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 and then walks out and then that's done. hollow eve for and and priscilla chambers for the most part are just done you know yeah. um so okay, so then then and so any thoughts on this scene? I mean, I think I thought they all looked good. Yeah, to they be all honest with really you, good, yeah. I thought Hollow. I thought uh, they all. I I thought it was a little weird. Again, I felt like it was a little weird that Hollow and and Landon seemed to be doing like a British accent, yeah. and then <laughs> Priscilla seemed to be doing more of a country accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought that was a little odd, but you know, I thought yeah, I thought they all looked good. Hmm. I just kept thinking this was Pearl from season seven and uh, Melissa McCarthy in a scene together with Land Insider <laughs> because Priscilla Chambers looks like Pearl in, in drag. And then, I mean, like you, that could easily be Melissa McCarthy in that outfit. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say that, uh, I think one of the things I think Hala does well is frame her face, mm-hmm. frame their face. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, that could, I would say that that looks like, Okay, so where would you rank this scene among the other f- three scenes or two scenes? Uh, I I would say this is probably my second favorite one, second favorite scene. Uh, okay, so uh, it's your second favorite scene. Okay, so the next scene is also somewhat confusing. It's four characters, yeah, and they're lost and they're trying to figure out which way to go. Correct. Yeah, they're all looking for demon's blood. So everybody's looking for the demon's blood. Yeah. And they're all, like, paired into teams. Mm-hmm. We don't know, like, why they're all together, but they're mm-hmm. all paired into teams. Yeah. So, um... And so in the, and so in the next... Four just yeah. happen to be together. The next batch is Eva Destruction, Maxi Glamour, Louisiana Purchase, and Dahlia Black. Any thoughts here? Um, Louisiana Purchase... Okay, I, think I, was, might, I keep accidentally calling Louisiana Purchase Landon. So okay. <laughs> anytime in the past I've mentioned Landon, I meant Louisiana Purchase. Okay. Um, Louisiana Purchase, I honestly thought was going to be in the bottom. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought was going to be. I was like that. First off, again, showing off the butt. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know who told La- Louisiana Purchase that the, her butt was good because mm-hmm. I, I just I wish that person would just be arrested and put in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, showing off the butt and then has like a weird, like kind of uh, ear like is doing ears and then put like a blonde wig on and is carrying a staff and that's it and it has like a leotard mm-hmm. and then um, I thought that Maxi Glamour. The only thing I thought was weird about Maxi Glamour's was, you know, what they had mentioned was that you can't really hear what Maxi Glamour's saying. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a little unfortunate. But yeah, I mean, I liked, I thought Eva Destruction did a great job. I thought, I actually thought um, Dahlia Black, I was shocked at how 
everybody was saying she did a bad job. I thought Dahlia Black was great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't. I although I will say in that scene when when they go in the cave, you know, there's mm-hmm. that scene where Eva Destruction right before she blows the dust in her hands mm-hmm. or whatever she has, she like they pause for a moment and it did look like Dahlia Black forgot a line. So maybe that's what they were talking about. Um, did they mention that in the, in the final judgment? No, they just said. Remember, they said that Dahlia Black did a really bad job. Uh, like everybody they, was so adamant, they were like, "Oh yeah, Dahlia Black did a bad job." I don't think the job was that bad, but you know, it's no. A, so you know, looking at the costumes, I feel they all look great. I actually really like um, Louisiana Purchase's outfit because it looks exactly kind of like the sort of campy what you want camp wise from a drag queen doing Dungeons and Dragons. But you know? I mean, I feel like it's not, but that would be good on drag race or camp want kiki, mm-hmm. but this is, you know, Dragula where you want it to be like true to form. So I felt like it should have been a little more edgier, you know, this is to look like, like an, you could have put this as an alien costume too. It wouldn't have been any different. Mm-hmm. And also I felt like Louisiana purchase, like it sounded like, it sounded like she had a, an earpiece and was like, um, saying the lines as they were being read to her you know it wasn't like she it didn't seem like she had a very tight grasp of what was happening yeah and even though you couldn't necessarily hear maxi very well you it seemed like you know maxi was acting and mm-hmm. doing the challenge so well i think for the most part i think they were fine what happens in this scene is uh dahlia ends up dying because she goes the wrong way and gets eaten by some monster we don't see and then I Max- that was funny and then maxi kills eva destruction and then what happens to maxi it's kind of like eva uh, go ahead they just kind of leave they both go separate ways oh they go separate ways oh that's what it yeah. is because louisiana purchase is like all right i'm gonna go this way i thought that oh so maxi glamour just goes another way so we don't know yeah. what happens to maxi glamour no all right so now scene three for some reason madeline hatter gets her own big moment and then we are joined by Landon Sider, Landon Sider, Louisiana Purchase, who they find their way. Because now we're at the Demon's Blood, right? And Madeline Hatter has had her own adventure. We didn't see how she got there. Okay? No. And, and Madeline Hatter has like a giant weird orb thing that yeah. came around on a stick, which I do agree. The judges said that that kind of distracted them. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's like a... No, is never explained it does yeah. nothing. I mean, yeah. it, if anything, I would just... I, I don't understand why Madeline just didn't like throw it away because it was you know too cumbersome to carry because it didn't seem like it was doing her any good yeah so and then uh louisiana purchase land insider show up and um they uh then they're like oh we gotta fight for the demon but then they have a fight and then madeline hatter and louisiana purchase die by different means and land insider wins but before she does a really hot producer in makeup with the only reason we know this is because when madeline hatter has her tantrum the (laughs) the producer's in regular clothes but still has the makeup on his face yeah. Well, isn't that the guy who played the serial killer? Is it? In the, well, I also, think it looks also, like it. Maybe you have, might have a better memory. The main producer that she's talking to, right? Yeah. He's in something. He's in one of the sketches. I can't remember which one he's in, though. Oh. I don't know. He's in one of is the Is it the one ske- at the end where he, the last season where Meatball comes out and is in the chamber? No, but it is one from last season. I feel like he plays a guy who hits on somebody or something. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, okay, so then that's that scene. What were your thoughts on this scene? I did not like the ending. I thought it was such a cop-out. Like It was a it very drag race sense. type ending, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was such a cop-out of like, why why did they have to make out like what was the point of that 
Um, I, I honestly, I was like, oh, it's going to end with them making out, and then Landon stabs him in the chest. No, yeah. it just ends with them making out, and that's it. And then, um, but yeah, I uh, again, logistics wise, I felt like um, Madeline Hatter kills. Who does she fight again? Who was el- who was also there? Was it? Wait, it's, it's Louisiana Purchase and Landon. Louisiana Sider. Purchase. Okay, yeah. and then Madeline. Sorry. No, good. So then I'm watching it right now, and then right now I just saw um, Landon kills. Um, well, I guess it must have been that uh, Madeline Hatter killed Louisiana Purchase. You don't really see; they're not super clear. And then Landon kills Madeline Hatter, and then now I'm seeing her kiss the hot producer. Yeah, Madeline Hatter kills Landon by touching Landon or uh, Louisiana. Madeline Hatter like does like a spell, so it's like, why didn't she just do that for both of them? Yeah, I know. And then, and then Landon Sider like essentially just pushes her into a a, a compartment. Um, yeah, I would say in order of scenes, I would mm-hmm. say the the scene in the where they're all in the trying to figure out which way to go. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Then the scene where they're. Um, in the beginning where hollow Eve and Landon and, and Priscilla are. Mm-hmm. And then the scene at the end, I think that's my least favorite. All right. Very good. All right. Let's move on. Uh, during the final judgment, Dahlia black wisely uses her key of life and death to save herself. Eva destruction is declared the winner of the challenge while Madeline Hatter and Maxi glamour are placed in the bottom two. The Boulay brothers explain to the bottom two that they will need to humiliate themselves and beg to be saved as the other contestants pelt them with food. Later, we see Madeline Hatter having a full on meltdown with production about this challenge. She eventually gives in and decides to go down in a blaze of glory. I'm sorry. Uh, Maxi Glamour wisely comes for Madeline and reads her for Phil. Now, by the way, I have the meltdown here. Do you want to hear it? I do, but can I say first that I... F- okay, I have I have two parts to this, okay? This issue. We're, we'll get to the meltdown. But sure. my first part is, I don't think Madeline Hatter should have been eliminated. Should have been in the bottom two. No. I think it's... First off, I think it's a bullshit thing to say, hey, look, we need somebody in the bottom two Jolly was going to be our bottom two, so we're going to have we put you down there instead. It's like why? Why does that need? Why do you need two people? Because I like, feel it was damned if you do and damned if you don't. Here's why: they were hoping either um, Dahlia saves herself, and then okay, we'll just put Madeline Hatter in the uh, extermination, or that Dahlia would put Madeline Hatter in the extermination. Oh, I see what you say. Okay, so okay, well, yeah, so. Right away, Madeline is going into this knowing odds are she's not going to be eliminated, right? Mm-hmm. She then has the weirdest reaction ever mm-hmm. to the to this what I feel like is meanwhile, remember, she had to get a tattoo that she did not pick on a part of her body that she did not pick last episode. Well, so you know what's how funny? Is that better than you know what's this, funny? This one? You know what? Now that you say that, we should go back to episode one because isn't she the one that criticizes Violencia for not jumping out of the airplane? All of them did. Yeah. All of them, Dahlia, I think the most, but all of them criticized Valencia for not doing it. Yeah, but they were like, you know, you signed up for this, and so I'm saying that if you know, if it come push comes to shove, you just do because you know what you signed up for, and and then all of a sudden now it's this. Are you fucking kidding me? Kidding me? Kidding me? 
I would rather go home to be completely honest with you. Are you okay? This is going to fucking destroy me. This is going to destroy my career. It's- okay, let's stop there. She's obviously saying having to beg, you know, she's a big deal in New York, or at least she sees herself as a big deal in New York, you know? I was talking to uh, somebody who knows, and they said that, you know, uh, uh, Madeline Hatter has been rumored for years to be a, 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 you know, for many years, and the rumors for uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, you know? I feel like she would do a better job on RuPaul's Drag Race than this. I don't think she's doing a very good job on this. So anyway, yeah, so the point was, is that, like, uh, you know, she sees herself as a big deal. She's not like a small deal. You know, she's like a big deal. So to have to go beg the other drag queens for forgiveness and have food thrown at her, she sees it as humiliating. Can I say? Yeah. My favorite part, and I honestly feel like the editor should be applauded for this. Mm-hmm. It's every single time Madeline says something like, oh, "This is gonna embarrass the fuck out of me." They pan to. Maxi Glamour standing in full outfit. Oh, let me see. Let me see. Like I'm gonna... a little bit of a little bit away from them, just kind of like standing there, going like, "What's happening?" Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm 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 gonna play it right now. We'll see. I'll see. I'll tell you if it's true. But I'm gonna be a fucking laughing stock. Are you fucking kidding me, Madeline? need to calm down. Need to breathe. Oh yeah, they do. I said <laughs> not to make a fool of you. I can watch this that. Is what I'm talking about. I don't even care about having James Majesty on my fucking ass. What, where did that come from? I don't know. That that I meant to ask you about that. What does that mean by having James... Is James Majesty saying things about her? Maybe because James Majesty's an asshole and would say something and laugh at this? Probably. All right, here we go. I don't care about that. But people are going to be fucking pelting me with fucking food. Are you serious? Madeline, I need you to take a deep breath. I love how that producer's there with all the eye makeup on and stuff like that. (laughs) I will say that producer with the eye makeup, he has a fucking ass that won't quit. Yeah. You know you weren't in the bottom, right? Originally. You were safe. It doesn't make this any easier, girl. Yeah, what kind of, like, excuse is that? Like, you know, you weren't really in the bottom. We just put you there. Yeah. I feel like, in my opinion, it makes it worse. Yeah, to be like, hey, you weren't re- you weren't really one of the worst, but we're still gonna put you up from elimination. Yeah, I'm not well with this. I'm not well. Nothing is landing in my favor. You see that, right? There's still time. The only way that I could rise is if I had what it takes, and quite honestly, I don't know that I do. This is fucking stupid. Okay, then right now at this point, it's kind of brilliant. You see, I guess uh, Dahlia Black must have heard what's going on. So Dahlia, oh, Dahlia's smoking a cigarette. So she's out now. She's locked. She, I think she's smoking, quote, smoking a cigarette so she can look at the drama that's happening. And then they, they're now, because they can't yell at Madeline because they're trying to get her to say, they yell at Dahlia. Listen, watch. Can you please go back to the tavern, please? I'm really over the meltdowns in season three. It's really aggravating to just oh constantly God. have people lashing out with their emotions and not having any display of self-control. I know you're upset. The thing I, oh, is my God. Week after week. Oh, my I've God. Done, oh, my I've God. Done, I can't believe I, that I she said that. for the shit that, like, I fucked up, okay? I just, I don't know if it's worth it for me to fucking keep doing this when I just keep underwhelming. 
Well, she's essentially quitting the show, basically saying, if you're not going to guarantee that I'm going to win, why am I still doing this? I can't believe that Dahlia said that she was sick of the outbursts in the drama in the show. She's the one creating the fucking outbursts in drama. And Joe's not addressing it because Joe thinks that she could potentially be hot if she changed her hair color. Lori is so fucking wet for this Madeline Hatter. Madeline Hatter is essentially having a full-scale meltdown because she doesn't want to do the challenge she just said and because she has an attraction to Uncle Fester from the Adams Family. Now she's like all wet. He's a just explained Wainwright away from Lori just creaming her pants. That's all I have to say. Dahlia Black looks like a skeleton with a diarrhea problem. And Joe is like, oh, I would so have sex with that. If only the hair was an issue. The hair's the problem. Madeline Hatter looks like, you know that toy that you get like gag shops where you they use magnets to put like, you can put a mustache or a beard like these little metal shavings in there. I don't know what it's called. And you have like a little, there's like a little plastic pen that has a magnet ball at the end. And you can use the metal shavings. That's what Madeline Hatter looks like. Dahlia Black looks like a 12 year old boy's penis come to life. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is because it's good for you guys to keep like having me do this thing. But like I'm, I am, and but the fuck my persona. Like honestly, like I just this is so humiliating. In a weird kind of way, she's right. You know, she's like, you want to, you want to basically take advantage of me and um, and use me for your purposes, and you don't care about what the ramifications are for me outside of the show. You're just caring about getting this done, and I'm not going to have anything to do with this. In a weird yeah, kind of way, I, I admire mean, her. And and I mean, I understand the frustration. What I don't understand is the level. I feel honestly, I feel like it's it's compounded with the fact that she's just feeling like she's not she's not reaching the top. You know? Yeah, yeah you're right. Like she's like, I'm not in the top, and now they're telling me like, oh, because I was in the middle, I'm going in the bottom. Well, and it, so I think that that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. And if you think about Madeline's personality, she's the kind of person that could look around the room say you know what i'm not gonna win this you know yeah and we'll then try and find a way to go out on her own terms so that she could always say like yeah i fucking quit and in well, a weird kind of way that's the, happening well yeah but the worst punishment the boulets could do is be like no bitch you're gonna stay yeah <laughs> you can do that and we'll yeah. still make you stay and then we'll get rid of you on our terms so uh Haley Sklans in the chat room brought up a great point, which I can't believe I missed it, and mm-hmm. I'm also a little upset that you missed it, which is that the tattoo that uh oh. Madeline Hatter got was James Madistry portrait and reference. Oh, so I she's didn't fuck saying my brother, uh, my brother fucked me. Yeah, so she's saying I don't even care about having James Madistry on my fucking ass. That's what yeah. she means. Oh Yeah, okay. literally on my ass. Yeah, oh okay. So I think but then that's the only time she mentions again, like to me personally, mm-hmm. getting at something that's on you forever is a lot more damaging than just having people yell at you. Yeah, but you can hide that. What she's saying is you're gonna have you're gonna exploit me and my persona and this whole this whole 
uh, image, this brand that I spent years building, you're just going to destroy in one minute just for your stupid fucking show. I don't think that that, but see, that's the thing is like, I think the meltdown is what's going to destroy no, because it. No, because she's making the choice here. I actually think it's a wise choice. She's trying to play checkmate, but the, 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 uh, the Boulay brothers checkmate her. Which is, know. if she gets to do this, she can quit on her own terms. You know? Violencia can say the same thing. Violencia's like, yeah, I'm afraid of playing. She doesn't have to deal with the fact that, like, maybe she wasn't good enough for the competition. She could just say, like, yeah, I would have done well, but I quit. I jumped out of an airplane. I wouldn't jump out of an airplane. And she can do the same thing here. She can say, like, well, in theory, but they make her stay. But they, can they, 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 you can't make her do anything. Her art, you, you, That argument doesn't necessarily hold water because then if that's the case, Madeline should have just walked off the show. Well, the like problem Valencia is that she has a contract. She has a contract. Violencia, Violencia had a contract. She walked off the show in terms of um, in that meet with her contract. You know what I'm saying? She was like, I'm giving, I guess you're, you're right. Madeline could have said, I'm not going to do this extermination challenge. But, I, but, but no, but hold on a for a second. Hold on for a second. She, because uh, here's the deal. I feel, and I've said this before, I have a conspiracy theory that Violencia the entire time was like, I am never jumping out of that fucking airplane. Right? No. Yeah. And that the producer said, okay, all right, all right, all right. Here's what we're going to well, do. Well, first off, I have my theories. I don't think she could by law. I think she was too big. <laughs> That's my theory. But, you know. I love how Lori, because they wouldn't let her jump out of an airplane. Now, all of a sudden, she's uh, uh, a spirit of St. Louis. What's the name of that guy? Uh, the, the She's an airplane expert all of a sudden. First off, my father and I paid for the gold package class set. And we went to all the classes. We did all of the training. We got certified. Then, magically, they all of a sudden decide that we can't take it because I couldn't fit into the stupid vest thingy. So, you know, I think that's bullshit. But also, Joe, if you're going to make fun of me, you know, maybe know your references. His name was Charles Lindbergh. It just didn't come to me immediately. A. B. You're telling me... uh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm talking to the producer here. Lori wants us to believe that she went through an entire round of classes and no one said anything until she got on the airplane? I'm not buying it. I mean, they might have made references to the fact that, oh, I don't know if you'll fit, but, you know, nobody out and out said, we're not going to allow you on the plane. (laughs) So, you know. Okay, let's move on here. Big big picture. Fuck the big picture, Clint. (laughs) That's my favorite quote. Like Clint, this poor guy Clint, he's like, think big picture. He's like, fuck that big picture, Clint. I want that to be on a t-shirt. Yeah. Fuck the big picture, Clint. Yeah. Stop it. You can't, like, make light of this. This is what we do. This is the show. Right. Right. Which is so funny because I could say the same thing to the Boulets, you know, like, they're like, why are you being so mean to us and judging our art? You know, and dragging us for filth. And I should just say, that, well, this is what we this do. This is what we do. This is, this the, is show. the show. And then, okay, this is what's really funny, is they totally misunderstand each other here, right? Because listen, so then Madeline's about to say to her, like, to be sarcastic, she goes, uh, oh, I understand. It's real life. Like, this is real life, you know? And then he doesn't understand what she's saying. He goes, yeah, it's real life. Watch, listen, watch. 
Right. Right. Because this is real life. I understand it's real life. <laughs> she's actually saying, because she, she's like, yeah, right, because this is real life. You know, me in this outfit like an elf in a fucking Renaissance village. This is real life, fucking Clint, right? And he's like, I understand it's real life. And she's like, you can tell she's just like, what? This fucker didn't get it. Yeah. I love how that's what made her go like, all right, forget it. <laughs> that now, was the... Yeah. But well, now you can <laughs> see that the wheels are turning and she Fine, goes, let's make some fucking good TV then. Yeah. And then she's just like, okay, well, I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to throw in the towel essentially. But that doesn't appear to work because let's go on yeah. here. Maxi Glamour is running through a narrow maze of stone walls. She gets cornered and the Boulay brothers take a sword and split her head in two. Lloyd Roggenkamp, any final thoughts on the episode? Anything we didn't cover here? Well, I will say I thought this was my best. I thought this was the best death scene so far. Mm-hmm. I liked how they did the split in two thing. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. So I like that. But I don't think Maxie should have gone. Um, I think that, first off, not only did Madeline have the meltdown and then not even really do the challenge. Mm-hmm. Like, Madeline was supposed to go. They said you have to go through the walk through that little whatever theater area mm-hmm. and then you have they have to be shouting things at you and you have to be begging them mm-hmm. to let you stay mm-hmm. they did she flipped them off yeah no, and then she when she got them. up there she just started like making fun of everybody and it's like i yeah i was a little frustrated at but that. i don't blame madeline had it because i think she's like all right i'm gonna fucking go out i'm gonna go down on the show in a blaze of glory i'm gonna read i'm not i'm gonna do the opposite i'm gonna read everyone for filth and then they'll send me home and uh end the story and i went out on my own terms and then the boulet brothers like nah. <laughs> we're gonna go with oh, maxi glamour i see that's what you mean yeah oh, what did you think i meant? oh i thought you meant that like she was saying i'm gonna go out on my own terms as far as leaving the show she would just leave the show no and no like, no you can't leave the show which you she could do because valencia did it yeah i think i see what you mean that she was gonna like essentially try and like kamikaze herself yes by failing it miserably yes and we're like no, we're still getting in room. But I mean, again, I felt bad for Maxie because I don't think and and even Madeline admitted Maxie did a better job reading Madeline. Mm-hmm. And I thought like I don't know. I thought I, I was a little upset by by what happened. But on the flip side, I feel like Maxie is one of the weaker uh players, one of the weaker queen uh drag performers oh she is so So i you know it's it's a little bit of a toss-up because it's like well when matt when maxi get eliminated to this episode or next episode sort of thing i think in my theory if i'm going my drew don't i know you know who goes home next week episode but in uh my conspiracy theory madeline's probably going home next episode or the episode after that. Whatever the episode where Maxi... I don't know if Maxi Glamour comes back next episode. I'm not even, I don't even know if Maxi Glamour comes back. I think they're punishing Madeline and making her go out on their terms, not hers. That's my yeah, theory. Yeah, I could see that. All right. All right. Any other thoughts, Lori? Um, I mean, again, overall, I feel like every episode gets better. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they what they end up doing. I'm excited because, like you said, they're, they're, I feel like you're right. I feel like there must be some sort of surprise. Mm-hmm. That's waiting us, and so I'm excited to see what what happens next. All so right. yeah, very good. It's the first time, you know. Uh, I don't know if many people know this, but for your Patreon subscribers, you do that camp on a kiki, and so uh-huh. I've been doing I've been doing the outlines, yeah. um, and then I you you and uh, Jimmy Anti, mm-hmm. who's a very funny uh, drag queen, mm-hmm. um, do uh, a camp on a kiki recaps, and I feel like every every week we dread 
with like oh. almost like a, a a you know finding out that a child's gonna die like we're like oh god there's another episode of Kim want to kiki out because i'm not so- even joking i wouldn't be surprised i haven't watched the episode yet but i wouldn't be surprised if this week's camp want to kiki recap show is us recapping episodes four and five of dracula that would be hilarious but yeah no but like the, i i mean i legit am like i think i'm gonna miss dracula when it when it ends yeah I, so, I, when, when the new episode is out, I'm so excited. I, I This is the first season that I felt like that. I yeah. felt like this is actually like a fun sh- Like, this is one of the shows that, like, I actually am like, this could be, like, this is the start of something. Let me tell so. you something. I am so excited to finish my homework for tonight. My homework being, you know, getting this show ready and whatnot and publishing and doing all that jazz. And settling down for the night by watching episode five of Dracula. Yeah. I think I'm going to do that before. I don't think I'm going to watch Camp Wanakiki tomorrow. That's homework. Yeah, yeah. Or I might, what I might do is I might watch like little bits of Camp Wanakiki and then when I get bored, I'll watch Dracula. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea to like, to like almost like a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Yeah, just see what like, like a good show is and Mm -hmm. then watch like a bad. Also, I will say, uh, I forgot to mention this. I've been, so I've been watching old episodes of Drag Race Mm because I, originally you know had not watched a lot of drag race and so i'm at season three now mm-hmm. and i did not realize how kind of janky the show was oh, in the beginning. yeah not so like season four or season five does it get not as janky so in my opinion i feel like that dragula is on the same trajectory as drag race yeah like i feel like i don't i don't think it's i mean you know, you could say for the mo- money wise, I think maybe want seasons one and two. Obviously, Drag Race had more money, but I feel like you know, talent wise and um, sort of like cohesiveness wise, I feel like they're the they're basically the same playing field in the beginning. So you know, we've been going an hour forty five, and this fucking Molly Rodden can't, can't shut the fuck up. She like I, she found more to say now in the last few minutes. I don't know what's going on. I don't think that Raja should have won <laughs> for season three. I don't like Manilazan, but I think that she should have won. Well, uh, that's going to so. do it for this week's episode of Hello Uglies. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Hello, I'm sorry, of Dragula season three. So for Lori Roggenkamp and myself, Roggenkamp hosts her own podcast, and they're all a part of the Bloody Podcast Network. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at PickleMyth. Joe Batanz is one of the hosts of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. You can find that show on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Hello Uglies is an Afterthought Media podcast.